The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Rob? Yes, Kennedy? Have you ever received an email that you thought, that is absolutely for me, and thought you actually want to reply to it? <laughs> no, but I know you have. <laughs> yes. Back in the day, okay, I got an email from Dan Kennedy, and I thought mean old Dan was emailing me. So I reply going, hi, Dan, I've heard so much about you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my co-host for the episode, the man who peels a custard cream in half and eats all the halves at once before finishing the others. It's hypnotist extraordinaire, Robert Temple. And until a month ago, he thought that Star Trek was like the TV version of Star Wars. It's the mind reader, Kennedy. It's time to start the show. Robin Kennedy can get inside your head. Now they can help you see how your subscribers think instead. You've got to live. be back isn't it that cr- that crowd of screaming fans i mean i've just got them all in my little drawer down here. here they're all just open the door and say whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm gonna say hello rob that's your bit that you uh, usually do oh i should yeah hello this is rob and kennedy hello the email marketing heroes and we're back for another episode obviously of the email marketing show so our guest this week rob is Joe Fear, but one of these three things is true about Joe. Which one is it? Bring it on. Okay, so has he written off 21 cars in his life? Mm-hmm. Has he adopted 13 pandas in his life? Or mm-hmm. has he fostered seven children in his life? Hmm... So I'm going to go that I, I, I don't believe that it's the last one because I've known Joe for a while and I don't believe that it's the last one about fostering that many children. However, pandas, does he seem like a panda kind of guy? I mean, does he's he got the like kind of that lovely colour about his, his facial hair, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that, oh, but I wouldn't have put him down as a reckless driver either. I'm going to, but however, no, I'm going to go with 13 pandas. 13 pandas. Joe, what's true? The pandas, I would absolutely love to have 13 pandas. It's the fostering. It really is it really? Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty Crikey. wild, man. As if I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been, Rob? Jeez. <laughs> Rob, Rob. With your own life or something. Why do you yeah, think you call him dad? Wild. Learned a lot, man. There was a lot. Crazy, crazy stories, crazy struggles, but also amazing things that came out of that, too. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. That's amazing. Actually, Rob, yeah, I thought that's how you met. <laughs> Dad? Many, many, many moons ago, Rob and I met. I don't know how long. <laughs> We're fostering this. Joe, one of the things you're amazing at is is really having a personal relationship with everybody who's in your world. Like people who listen to your podcast, people who receive your emails, who see your stuff online. They really feel like they know you. And is that something you've consciously done? Like being like friendly with people rather than that distance, <laughs> I'm a celebrity. Not at all. Uh, it's, it's, I feel like it's always been in my DNA and somehow like, uh, 
people have always said, you know, Hey, you can just make friends with anyone. I mean, fostering is actually a perfect example. The folks that you foster with are typically not the folks that I'm hanging out with on a normal daily basis. And then the peers that I have, like now I've grown an amazing network, millionaires, some billionaires, and definitely not the fostering type. So it's interesting. I have this like weird spectrum of peers and friends and, you know, community now. And I feel like, I don't know, just like parties. I always like to have all my friends around and I just like to kind of mix everyone together. So like literally at some parties, I'll have some business peers of mine, copywriters that are, you know, just San Diego folks here in, in California. But then I'll also have folks that, you know, from high school, and, uh, I don't know, I just always love community, loving, uh, to just keep relationships alive. That's exactly how that's what got me here. And I'm not going to stop anytime soon. Uh, absolutely. Amazing. I think, I think when most people hear that, we're going to talk about the idea of personalization and personalizing the email marketing experience. A lot of people think, well, I do that because I merge people's name into my emails. And then uh, before I hit send, and sometimes I get the merge code correct and their name appears in the emails. Uh, but you're talking about something much deeper than that on you. You're talking about really, truly connecting one-on-one -on -one with people. Right. Yeah. Connection. I mean, people see that, you know, people can feel that. And I feel like a lot of folks forget there's a human behind a screen and that's like a constant theme on our podcast is just the communication shouldn't go both ways. It's not just you talking at someone. I think that's the, the death of communication and a relationship. And, you know, we're trying to cultivate these nice relationships. So yeah, there's a lot of ways to personalize and we can get into that. But yeah, merge codes and all that stuff, that's it's great. But at the same time, like, I don't think we even use those to be very honest. <laughs> we just, <laughs> we get personalized in a lot of other ways. Oh, that's absolutely amazing. Joe, we really like your podcast. It's very good. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> so, so we're talking about personalization. So what do you mean by that? So there's a, so my approach, yes, you know, so I have a business partner as you do. I mean, I think it's great to have these kind of both sides. So Matt Wolf is my partner who handles more of the broadcast follow-up email type stuff. So, um, you know, he'll get very personalized that way. I do more of the one-on-one -on -one or one to, you know, our customers kind of thing. You know, so I talk to more of those folks and our network appears. So the way I personalize, I use a lot of things like, uh, I mean, I use all the different modalities. I don't just stick with email, but email is definitely the one that kicks it off for us. So every Friday we'll do a customer email. It's very personalized. I'm usually calling out people specifically who are in the group that have maybe asked a question or I'm asking questions of them. Awesome. Uh, I use a lot of devices like Loom, Loom videos, O or L O O M. Uh, it's just, it's, it's just a great way to pick up my phone, you know, record a video. I could send it right to them or, uh, you know, use it as a sales device as well to kind of demonstrate something and then actually call the person out by name. And I would say 80, 85% of the time people are just blown away and they're like, Whoa, hold on. You took time for me. Even if it was just three minutes or something saying, Hey, how you doing? Uh, any feedback or welcome to the course, you know, we're always trying to engage folks and really get that dynamic conversation going. Do you think the reason that that stands out so much is because we live in a world where we are completely aware, all of us, consumers, everybody are completely aware of the over automation of relationships? I think it's a hundred percent that you nailed it, man. Yeah. I think everyone gets a little comfortable or a lot of folks get comfortable with automations when they see the ability to, you know, I'm going to draw this big long email sequence or, you know, never have to show my face other than this video I post on, you know, on YouTube or whatever it might be. 
uh, or, you know, Facebook ads, there's all these sequences and automations and AI that you can leverage now. But I think you stand out immediately when you just put an ounce of personalization in there. If you just dedicate, just dedicate 30 minutes a day to reach out to your top clients, to the peers that the super connectors in your network. I mean, think about that. That's what's opened up every single door for us. I mean, it's, it's wild, you know, it's, it's grown our business, grown our podcast, grown our relationships. I mean, personal and not in business. It's, it's really cool. Love it. Love it. Rob, from a sort of tactical perspective, where do you begin with this? So it's great to say, okay, great. I'm going to allocate half of my day, sorry, half an hour of my day to, <laughs> to just working through and, and striking up some of these relationships. And then you've used terms like top customers. Okay, great. So that's the people who are, have, you know, joined most recently or spent the most or whatever that's going to be. We'll mm-hmm. come on to that. Where do you actually begin? So you sit down, presumably you've got like your CRM or something in front of you, your email marketing platform. What happens next? Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, so we have active campaign is our email marketing platform that gives us a lot of data. That's more Matt, uh, that manages that, but I'll pop in there for customers. So I'll see who's engaging, you know, who, who the top folks are actually reading and clicking and all that. We also have our, uh, just other buckets of communication. So our Facebook group, we have, uh, uh, we do a lot of just, just honestly, it's, it, a lot of the stuff is just like, Hey, we'll even text people who recently reached out to us or Facebook messenger. We kind of, I live in different modalities and, and email is definitely the, the foundation of everything. So I would say we kind of cherry pick who is top engaging folks, uh, in email. I'll, I'll sometimes even use, so Asana is kind of my, uh, recurring task list more or less. So I'll pop in there, plug in some of these names that that I'll typically see pop up or the ones that, like you said, have spent the most with us have joined recently. Uh, kind of the frequency, how often do I see their names engaging in email, engaging in, uh, in. We put that data together in Asana, So I'm kind of constantly in front of those folks if that makes sense. And and in terms of the tactical side of things, I don't get super or, you know, like very methodical about everything. It's, it's more like, I just kind of want to catch them while they're really listening to us engaging and then further that conversation. And I'll do that in different modalities. It might be an email. It might be a, a loom video. It might be a text message. I mean, I try to, I think that's what catches people off guard as well and really deepens the relationship, but it starts with email for us. So let's just say you're about to sit down and you go, okay, it's my half an hour of allotted, let's be personal time. Where do you begin? Where do you begin? Are you you going straight into Asana? Are you going straight into, one of the techniques that I like is going to the bottom of my phone call list and seeing the top, the bottom five people who have, who I called longest to go when I call those people. So what's, what's the first thing you do? Like if we're going to practically implement that, I suppose. Yeah, I would say as a practical So I, you know, kind of looking at all these different buckets of who's engaging, who's joined recently and, and, you know, top buyers and whatnot, I'll put those names in Asana and typically that's where I start. So I'll look at, you know, maybe I'll have three people I should reach out today and I'll schedule these folks out. You know, maybe it's a month apart, depending on who they are, people that I want to stay in contact with. And that's really where I think that's, that's honestly enough for me to just get the wheels going. And then from there, I'm constantly, I always have a notepad in front of me. And in the morning I try to journal and, and come up with, I got this from James Altucher and 
some other folks about, you know, just kind of solving problems, not only for myself, but for others. So I'll kind of think of, all right, what's something that they're working on or some way that we can leverage or help and influence what they got. And I'll journal these ideas out and kind of just stream a thought. And with that, it'll kind of put together the pieces a little bit in this weird, I don't know, in the ether, I'll kind of start like plucking things. And then that will be, uh, you know, sometimes those get added to a sauna. Sometimes I just immediately reach out to that person and it triggers a stream of events that, that could happen from that. I mean, it could be getting connections for a podcast guests, making sales, uh, doing a partnership, uh, affiliate type relationship. That's kind of the, that's kind of the way I operate a little bit. So there's dedicated time, but then there's kind of this like flexible, let's see what happens time. I think yeah. that's really where the magic happens. I, I can see that. And I can see it can't, it can't really be rigid. It's about, are you a relationship type person? Cause that's in our, in our business, by our own admission, that's me. You know, that's I'm mm-hmm. the one who's having the relationships with people in longer term stuff. Whereas Rob's very much the systems guy. If I need someone to go into either Active Campaign or Convert Kit or Infusionsoft or whichever the hell bloody thing we're using that week, <laughs> um, then then Rob's the guy who's going to go and set that that kind of thing up. I totally get that. I think one of the biggest fears that I think some people may have with this, if they're building and scaling a business, is well, could I end up trapped? Could I end up stuck? in a conversation that's going to eat up all of my time. And how Hmm. do you sort of elegantly say, okay, that's quite enough. Thank you to that person without, without screwing it up. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's that's the the difficult part of being a relationship person because I'm like you and Matt Wolf is like Rob. (laughs) It's exactly that. And I think it's a perfect dynamic, but um, yeah. So I have to guard myself. Definitely guarding my time is key because I can easily get into a conversation and not want to stop. I'm known to do that at parties. My wife's like pulling me out the door by my, (laughs) by my collar or whatever. Um, But it's a weird thing. So yeah, stopping points I think are key, you know, limiting times of meetings. I'm getting very good at that saying no to things. Right. But at the same time, you know, it's those folks that have really left an impact in some way in our business. If it's a buyer or a connector or just a really good friend or whoever relationship, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Right. But I want to make sure that, uh, that there are some kind of guidelines. There, there are some constraints. I think that's the biggest thing for being a relationship folks. Okay. So before we go into the tools that you might use to just have a summary of the tools again, because I think that'd be really interesting to look yeah. at that breadth of tools, but let's just get some clarity around who the key people are. So you've got, People who are buyers, so they're like the most recent customers. Um, I think you mentioned that they're the people who are perhaps only subscribers, but they're your hyper-engagers, and you can filter Mm -hmm. them up. So that's two buckets of people. Who else are the people you're going to really take note of and start doing some personal comms with? So, yeah. So we'll go with top buyers. We'll go with folks that are the top engagers, so an email or in any other modality that I might be living in at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, affiliate partners. So, uh, folks that were actually, cause we do a ton of affiliate. Huge, you know, everything is very relationship oriented. We're not going to go spray and pray, kind of like promote everything under the, uh, under the, in the internet. So affiliate partners, super connectors. So folks that, that we know that just have access to so many folks that we can benefit from, but also we can, we can help them out in different ways. Uh, and then other than that, it's more of our peers more than anything. So mastermind folks, uh, yeah, those are kind of like the five, I would say that I live in. And then of course 
family, friends and whatnot, because you never know who's actually, you'd be surprised within your personal network, who's connected to some interesting people that can really leverage and scale your business too. Do you know, I think even just to take one little simple thing out of this and just say, okay, do you know what, when somebody buys our product for the first time and they may have only spent $7, they may have spent a couple of hundred dollars that, you know, it depends what that entry level uh, product is, but somebody comes into your business. I think if you were just to get in touch with them randomly through, Mm -hmm. and it it looks random to them, it could be a schedule as hell as for you, but like to pick up their phone or drop them a text message or do something just to say, Hey, you know, there's no sales agenda particularly other than just to check on how they are and that stuff. I think the, the value that could add to that customer's life. And you know what, in terms of just stopping those people who might otherwise sometimes be the knee jerk refunders, you know, they buy a thing and it gets to like day 28 and they haven't really looked at it yet. And they think, oh, I'll just ask for a refund quickly. I think if they've just had that quick phone call or that quick text message earlier in their time with you, that could make a real difference. So in terms of the tools that you use for this, obviously you've already mentioned Loom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously you've got your email platform or whatever. Just run us quickly through, if you don't mind, just an- anything else you can think of where you think, well, that's really useful. I'm interested about the text message thing. Are you texting them off your actual phone or are you <laughs> got like, I, some- yeah, I didn't used to, but now it's, it's in, I'm hearing this more and more is like, yeah, I'll just text them on my phone. I've, I have no problem with the right people. I'm not just putting that in emails and, you know, <laughs> blasting that out, but, uh, definitely that. I do a lot of just, uh, so instead of if I'm trying to start a conversation with like someone on the list or even a presentation will give, I'll put my email on there. And Matt always thinks I'm just crazy for doing that because Matt doesn't like to really talk to a lot of folks and that's cool. Uh, but <laughs> there's a real parallel here between our relationship <laughs> and yours. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's what makes the, uh, makes magic happen, man. But all right. So tools, uh, loom is, is a great one. Uh, Asana I use for just scheduling all this stuff out. Um, I use, so I use Mailplane for my email that just kind of condenses all of my, uh, different email inboxes into one. Uh, boomerang, the extension inside of Gmail is great for any kind of reminder emails that they're not opening and, uh, sending you a response. Other things. Let's see here. <laughs> I keep it kind of light. I'm not like a heavy tool guy. Cause that's more Matt too. I try to, I try to be flexible. Um, shoot. This is, this is a, it's a good question though. I mean, no, other I mean, than that, that, we've that used, like good, uh, yeah. what was that? Shoot. So GMAS is one that we've used to, that's a Gmail extension and I'm blanking. I think it's mail plane. Not, no, I already said that. Sorry. I'm totally blanking. There's, so there's another uh, email service. I should probably just look this up just so I don't, cause that mail shake, that's it. So we've used mail shake a lot. And what that'll do is essentially makes it look like a personalized email, but it's using Gmail to do the sending and you can, so I'll do that to, smaller groups of people, not a wide range of folks, but just say, you know, 10 to a hundred people max. So you can kind of upload, uh, emails and, and different customizing, uh, elements into a spreadsheet, put it in a mail plan. It kind of basically fires it out for you like a CRM hmm. right there. Hmm. Wow. That's, awesome. I would say those tools are kind of the foundation of what I'm using. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. That means that's so much to think about in terms of, yeah, we often think of email marketing as a thing as we do as a broadcaster, many people, but taking that relationship and making it personal. Absolutely love it, man. Let's go into the next section of the show. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. This week's subject line of the week. Have you got a doozy for us? Uh, I think I do. <laughs> I love the, 
your show is awesome. Um, so it, we do a lot of emails around podcasts, our episodes that go live. There's two a week for us right now and probably more soon because we just can't stop, <laughs> but, uh, they're very story driven and we always like to use a lot of open loops. So subject lines, we're constantly looking at that. This is granted Matt doing a lot more of it, but anything around the secrets of X or the behind the scenes of X like, and usually that's a company name. So we had the founder of FanDuel on recently. So of course we're going to put someone's big brand in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we have a lot of big name folks on our podcast and people on our email list will recognize a name. So anytime that we can put the secrets or the unknown thing or the just whatever mystery box thing paired up with a name or a brand that's recognizable yeah. usually gets really good opens. And then from there, it's like a story driven email. I love it. One of the other ones that you use is that the problem with, isn't it? Or the, or something like that. Like, so the, the negative yeah. version of it as well, because we know that sells, doesn't it? It definitely does. It's intriguing. Um, yeah, you don't want to go like, or at least we don't like to go super negative with things, but a hundred percent. Yeah. If you're, if you're kind of digging at a, a potential wound or a, you know, a, something around a topic that someone is like, ah, damn it. All right. <laughs> I got to click into this. I love it. The secrets of all the secrets. Yeah. I love that behind the scenes of love it. That's this week's subject line of the week, subject line of the week, Rob. This has been awesome. Dude, thank you so much for sharing. This has really opened my eyes to a bunch of stuff I'd never thought about doing, and I've got an idea for something that I want to go and implement tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, very, very cool. Now, for people who've enjoyed this uh, and they want to find out more about you guys and everything you're doing, tell us where yeah. to go. So uh, if you want to listen to us, Hustle and Flowchart is the name of the podcast. You can go to hustleandflowchart.com. But we also put together a freebie for you guys, which is more traffic based, but of course, email traffic work perfectly together. We actually have a free, um, it's something like that. I think it's like 150 pages, but basically it's all of our traffic strategies condensed into one totally free. If you go to hustleandflowchart.com slash email, that will get you in there and it's going to be pretty sweet. You actually get our perspectives, but perspectives from like things like 20 different others that are, uh, leaders in traffic and see what they're doing. Uh, Amazing. We'll stick the links to all of that, of course, in the show notes, along with everything that you'll need to find over at the email marketing show.com forward slash personal. Dude, you're not going to believe this. I've written down the word personal as well. Boom, mind reader. Mind reader. It's unbelievable. That works. Of course, you don't want to miss another episode of the email marketing show either because we have more guests just who are just as amazing as Joe. So make sure you smash the subscribe button uh, once while you're, while you're there. Awesome. Any final words from anybody? No, nice, long, pa pregnant pause. That's how I like to end the show. <laughs> Fabulous. What, what a professional outfit we are. That's it. <laughs> I, I think you guys are doing an amazing thing and, and people, if they just harness the different modalities of, of email, it's not just a one trick pony. It's not just send a bunch of broadcasts or write up a, you know, a huge follow-up sequence. Makes sense in personalization. You never know what some personal communication, if you bring that back into your life online. Totally. Absolutely love it. Thank it's you so much, wonders. Joe. See ya. I think anybody realised that's our first ever episode we're doing remotely, Rob, where we're not in the same room. It's bizarre, isn't it? It's very Hopefully strange. Hopefully they'll never know. Never knew a thing. <laughs>